Good afternoon. From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. This morning at about 7:33 a.m., the Juno Police Department received several reports from businesses between the 9100 and 9300 blocks of Glacier Highway that had windows broken. There are currently eight known businesses that reported damages totaling approximately $14,500. Special Operations Lieutenant Kirk Campbell gives details on the ongoing investigation. A suspect was identified early this morning, and an arrest had been made in connection to at least one of the vandalism reports, which occurred in the 9300 block of Glacier Highway. 36-year-old Taylor Hudson Cope has been placed under arrest for criminal mischief in the third degree, a Class C felony offense. At the time of arrest, Cope was additionally held on an unrelated criminal trespass charge. Any businesses between the 9100 and 9300 blocks of Glacier Highway that have video surveillance cameras on the exterior of their buildings are encouraged to check recordings that might have captured someone in the area today, between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. Anyone with video surveillance that recorded activity during this time, please contact JPD's Criminal Investigations Unit at 907-500-0632. From previously obtained video surveillance, a suspect in this case was seen wearing a black hooded sweatshirt, black pants with white lettering down the right side, and white tennis-style shoes. This case is still under investigation. Authorities say a man was killed during a shootout after leading Alaska State Troopers and other officers on a chase that closed a seven-mile stretch of highway. Troopers on Thursday identified the man killed a day earlier as Michael Grimes of Fairbanks. Authorities say troopers tried to stop a pickup driven by Grimes on Wednesday afternoon north of Healy in connection with a felony-level investigation, but that Grimes failed to stop and a chase ensued. Authorities say Grimes shot at troopers and that there was a shootout after the vehicle was stopped. It was the second fatal shooting involving troopers this week. Earlier this week, the department said a trooper fatally shot a man who was brandishing a rifle outside a motel in the community of Toke. The trooper was responding to a 911 call from the occupants of a motel room who said a man was trying to break in, the department said. A Kenai man was arrested Monday on charges of making interstate threats to kidnap and injure a current U.S. senator. According to court documents, 46-year-old Arthur Graham sent a web form submission to a U.S. senator on September 28th, threatening to injure the senator. Congressional staff members reported the threat to the U.S. Capitol Police and an investigation was launched. The defendant identified himself in the threat. Law enforcement later confirmed the sender was Graham and he lived in Kenai. He was taken into custody by special agents from the U.S. Capitol Police and FBI on October 30th. He is scheduled to make an initial appearance before a U.S. magistrate judge on Friday. Graham is charged with using interstate communications with the threat to kidnap and injure. If convicted, he faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison. A federal district court judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. U.S. Attorney Esleen Tucker of the District of Alaska made the announcement. The U.S. Capitol Police, with assistance from the FBI Anchorage Field Office, the Kenai Police Department, and the Alaska State Troopers, is investigating the case. Assistant U.S. Attorney Karen Vandergaa is prosecuting the case. AWARE has announced the 2024 Woman of Distinction honorees. Finance and Development Manager Mandy Kennedy talks about the 27th Annual Woman of Distinction event coming up this spring.
Lisa Darty has started a uh, Juno Compost, and so she helps families in learning about food security and sustainability. Debbie Fagnett's a retired teacher and is now president and of the board of directors of NAMI, big into like mental health support and resources. Lori Grassgreen um, has worked at Big Brothers Big Sisters and then was a prevention director at the Alaska Network of Domestic Violence and Sexual Assault. And then now she is at the Association of Alaska School Boards and her focus is on trauma-informed decision-making and social and emotional learning. And so she's really focused on inclusion, family engagement, and connection. Nikki Love also supports education, cultural connection, um, and the belonging of young children. She's the lead for the development of a family resource center with the Southeast Alaska Association for Education of Young Children. The event this year is back in Centennial Hall. Tickets will go live in January on AWARE's website. And it's on Saturday, March 2nd. 2024. Um, and it's a really fun event. You just, you know, celebrate the women, get together. There's a photo booth, a li- live and silent auctions, music, dessert auctions, which are always yummy. All of the proceeds go to benefit AWARE's intervention and prevention services. Coming up next on News of the North, the Juno Douglas City Museum shares their November events. That story next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Beth Weigel from the Juno Douglas City Museum joined Capital Chat to talk about First Friday. Tomorrow, of course, is First Friday, and uh, the City Museum once again will be participating. We'll have free admission thanks to our friends, the Juno Douglas City Museum. We do have the continuing exhibition, Maga Cuento, which is our, uh, the exhibit on the Filipino culture and history. And uh, it's really wonderful if you haven't been in to see that yet um, or listen to the new podcast that's out. Um, It's a great opportunity to check it out. Last month, the exhibit opened in honor of Filipino American History Month, and it will stay open until November 22nd. Admission to the museum for the winter is free. The museum is also releasing new sticker art. We had uh, several artists... um, we commissioned with to create some fun stickers that uh, include the city museum in the sticker and so it's exclusive. They're history themed stickers and they'll be available in our museum store and there are three different ones and they are by uh, Junie Choup and Claire Scott and Chloe Cavanaugh, all Juno local artists. One is uh, commemorating Patsy Ann one is commemorating Romeo the Wolf, and the other is commemorating the harnessing of the Autumn Totem Pole, which is, was carved by Amos Wallace in 1967. The museum is also honoring Dr. Walter Soboloff for the month of November, who was known to encourage others. Okay. November 14th was his birthday, so that's actually Walter, Dr. Walter Soboloff Day, but we, throughout the whole month of November, have a program to honor both Dr. Soboloff and his work. Throughout the month of November, uh, you can stop by the city museum and pick up a free note card a u.s postage stamp and an insert that honors him and uh, you can then write a letter of encouragement and gratitude to someone that you feel needs that right now the museum is also looking for volunteers Alaska's fish harvesting employment declined in 2022, a continuing years-long slide caused by a variety of factors, according to an analysis by the State Department of Labor and Workforce Development. Employment for people harvesting seafood dropped by about a quarter from 2015 to 2022, according to the analysis published in the November issue of Alaska Economic Trends, the department's monthly research magazine. 
The industry lost ground compared to other sectors of the Alaska economy, the analysis found. Seafood harvesting accounted for 7.3% of Alaska jobs in July of 2021, but only 5.7% of Alaska jobs were in seafood harvesting in the following July. Fishery work is highly seasonal, and July is the peak month for it. That one-year change showed how fish harvesting employment continued to dwindle even while other Alaska sectors, notably tourism, were recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic, according to Joshua Warren, the state economist who wrote the Trends article. And Mike Satry and Sean Edwards from the Juno Ski Club and Juno Ski Patrol are getting excited for the upcoming season. The 69th annual Juno Ski Swap is at Centennial Hall this Saturday. It serves as a major fundraiser for both clubs, and Satry gives some background. So the Juno Ski Club is one of the oldest uh, ski clubs in the nation. Um, it was formed in uh, 1935. Wow! And so you had uh, you know the folks when they were done done with the mines and 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 done work you know working the summer fishing found a way to clamber up the hills around here and and uh, started started skiing and the ski club uh, helped uh, you know develop more and more opportunities over the years and and ultimately led to the development of Eagle Crest as, as we have it today. And so the Juno Ski Club over the last you know 40 years or so and and I was a mighty mite in the Juno Ski Club 40 years or so ago um, has really turned into facilitating youth uh, uh, skiing opportunities primarily racing but we also have a, a growing free ride program and Edwards gives background on the ski patrol when the ski club started out uh, there were no safety services and back in the 1930s um, the national ski patrol system was founded by Minnie Dole and they started doing training and stuff to provide first aid services for people who get injured up on the hill. Um, <clears throat> I don't know when we separated from the, the ski club into our own patrol, but uh, we've both been going for long, long before Eagle Crest was ever formed. Um, several of the, actually most of the people that, that did all the snow surveys and went out and figured out where Eagle Crest was ultimately going to end up. We're all ski patrollers. Um, so we've got a long history here in town. There's a bunch of information at the city museum about skiing in town, which is great stuff to learn. Here's how the ski swap will work. Thursday and Friday, we're checking in gear in the evening after work. And then early Saturday morning, we check in gear. And then from 10 a.m., to 1 p.m. is when we actually have the sale. That's when people can come in and buy gear. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis.